0: Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick.
1: All right. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, on today's show, we've got Trevor Squire. He covers the Vikings for heavy.com, and he's been on the show a few times in the past, so just welcome
0: back to the show, Trevor. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. It's good to be back.
1: No problem. All right. Okay, so before we get into some talk about the Vikings, let's just discuss something that Vikings fans have just really been enjoying watch unfold before their eyes, and that is all the drama happening over in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers isn't reporting to the Packers' mandatory minicamp, which now makes him subject subject to fines, and ESPN Packers reporter Rob Dem- Demofsky Uh, said the other day that he doesn't expect Rodgers to ever play for Green Bay again so just what what do you make of all this Trevor do you think Rodgers will suit up for the Packers at all next season or is his time in Green Bay over
0: um I mean and we've heard it from maybe less uh less official sources before, but yeah, uh, Domofsky's report is definitely like an escalation on that front. Um, I mean, personally, I, I could see him being rostered and just not playing because that's just the way that is his contract is working out. Now, mm-hmm. uh, the Packers could get a lot more in a, in a trade next offseason than, than something, you know, this late into, into this offseason. So, you know, I think like, if, if you're the Packers, And you are, you're over it and you're trying to move on. I would try to hold on to him. Like, you know, if he, if he's not even in the building, you just, you have him under contract for another year and then you move on. Um, But, you know, I, as, as a Vikings fan, I will, I will continue to buy in and, and believe Rodgers is gone and that he's going to spend a year in the AFC and then make his way to Minnesota.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of, it's kind of working out that way, right? Like, her cousins has got, what, two years left? Mm-hmm. Like, you might look to get rid of him in a year. You know, you got the backup in Kellen Mond. Maybe, you know, he bring Rodgers in for a year. Oh, man, now that you bring that up, it's kind of like, oh, this this might all be kind of kind of working out. Because, obviously, you know, there's the Favre thing and all that. All all that went down. This seems to be following a, a similar path. Mm-hmm, um, exactly. Because for some reason the Packers uh, don't appreciate the guys who, like, I think – Was it Favre led them to the NFC Championship, and then they were like, "All right, we're good." And then (laughs) Rodgers has done the same thing for what the past two years, and he was MVP last year, and they're like, "No, we're cool. Uh, We're going to draft a quarterback in the first round. Don't worry about it." Um, But so yeah, it's just it's fun to watch as a Vikings fan, um, just because we don't like the Packers and anything that goes wrong with them is, is fun to watch, and any hope that. They might not have a legendary Hall of Fame quarterback for more than a few years. Is is just exciting because I think it was like it was before my time. Like even being alive when they in like the late seventies and early eighties before Mm -hmm. Favre came along, where they were not a good team at all. Um, And hopefully they just get back to those those ways because I'm just sick of seeing the Packers win. Right. Um, Right. But if Rodgers doesn't play for
0: the Packers next
1: season, do you think the Vikings should be the favorites to win the NFC North?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely consider it so the defense is completely revamped. The offense is just as good. I mean, all the, all the skills players on the offense, you know, they just have another year of development under their belts. Justin Jefferson having a a true off season. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a believer in Justin Fields in Chicago. I think Chicago somehow messes that up just like they did Mitch Trubisky. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, Detroit's in year one right now with Dan Campbell and a new regime. It it seems like yeah. the opportune time. You know, also we we have the every other year trend with the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> making the playoffs. Yep, yep. And uh, I know twenty nineteen didn't weren't we the wild card that year?
1: Yep, beat the Saints.
0: Yeah, so you know, I think I think this is the year. You know, Zimmer's only had two NFC North titles. I think this is a year that they could mm-hmm. definitely make a run for it. Do you do th- you think they could still make a run for it if Rodgers
1: is in Green Bay?
0: Yeah, I mean yeah. we we beat them at home last year. just we did. Yeah, running running Dalvin Cook into the ground, but you know we we <laughs> played to the elements of the game, and you know and that was that was such an amazing glimpse to to have into the potential of this team mm-hmm. to go and win a game at Lambeau coming out of the bye week, being one and five. And you know, even after that, we we beat the Bears at Soldier Field, somewhere where like you yep. can't win games. Like, the, the potential has absolutely been there for this team, and yeah. and finally have a defense to just kind of put together a complete game is is really what they need. Yeah, the
1: defense it should be miles better than it was last mm-hmm. year. I don't even know who some of the guys were even just playing for the Vikings on defense at points. It, last it felt year. like
0: they were just signing people. Off the street, like Zimmer. Zimmer is at like Quick Trip, on his way. (laughs) Hey, you know how to play football? Performance Center. Uh, Can you play cornerback? Yeah, Um, yeah. Because I looked at the other day,
1: and I posted this. I think on my my Twitter account that last year, heading in, at this point last year, the Vikings' cornerbacks had eleven on their roster, just like they do this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of them combined had a career uh, nine combined games started in their entire careers. This year, it's three hundred and three. So quite quite the difference in the experience and talent uh that's in the just in the cornerbacks group. Well and and who Vikings are those nine games? Game. Mike Hughes uh, probably. Mike, Mike Hughes, Hughes and Holton uh, Hill.
0: Yeah, Holton Hill a few games and that was when Hughes went out with his, yeah. his first ace it was a I think it was his ACL injury. Yep,
1: yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: So I mean we were we were absolutely bare last year.
1: Yeah, I'm not uh, uh, maybe Mike Zimmer was maybe a little too confident i don't know if it was more if it was his choice or if if the front office was like well you're the db's coach so why can't you just you know <laughs> turn these guys into you know awesome stuff and then you know they didn't have a regular off season mike zimmer didn't get to coach them in otas and mini camp and there was no preseason so it was just it was the combination of a lot of different things and just it was bad and mike zimmer admitted that it was bad which was kind of refreshing as well cuz he was just mm-hmm. like there's i'm there's nothing i can do um, but it seems like the vikings defense is going to be back to the way it was, at least for a year, because a lot of these guys are on, what, one-year deals? Patrick Peterson, yeah. Xavier Woods, Breland, like the whole secondary is on one-year deals. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. And I think a lot of that has to do with the salary cap, too, cause a lot of these guys know that the cap's going to jump up next year, and they're not going to just sign a long contract when they can get a lot more money mm-hmm. next year. Uh, so Say Rogers mm-hmm. is done playing for the Packers, but the Vikings missed the playoffs again so for the I think that the absence of Rodridge today by in the Division by might the actually best, give Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman a little longer of a lead. Manscape offers precision engineered tools that they were for the head coach and no matter what technology, technology development, development to provide you with the best tools. I think for your it, it all comes down to, to Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men, you know, worldwide. They go one in 5 again after investing this much money in leisure which is 20% off and free shipping. the code fan side is going to have to change to advance the fan base. I don't know. Manscaped, I think, you know, I think Zimmer maybe the best gets ball thrown trimmer ever uh, the low first. Lower uh, but, you Lower know, And I think their third, third generation trimmer features a
0: cutting edge you know, ceramic favor with the fans, not necessarily actually improve the team. To their advanced at, the, yeah, at that point, you'd be punting the season again. In addition, um, this trimmer comes but, with yeah, I don't, LED I don't think Roger's situation really
1: shaved.
0: If anything, that's when they would want to a drastic change. and drop. So that, once again, you get you know,
1: 20% off, off and free shipping with the Manus code fansided20 at manscaped.com That's 20% with off with free shipping <laughs> at manscaped.com <laughs> um, and use the code fansided20. Kind of you know, like Unlock sneaky. your confidence yeah, so. and always use the right like tools for the job with Manscaped. Piss some teams off and knock them out of the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think you know maybe like it's 17 games now, so what, like... Seven and ten, or mm-hmm. or six and eleven, around that around that range, I could see see that happening. All right, moving on to the Vikings, since this is a Vikings podcast, they recently added another cornerback to their roster, Bashad Breland. Uh, he's been in the NFL since twenty fourteen. He started ninety five games in his career, including seven playoff games. He was last with the Kansas City Chiefs in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. So he does have a Super Bowl. Ring. So, what did you just think of the signing? Um, and do you think he's in the starting lineup for the Vikings in Week One?
0: Uh, I think so. I know. I know we all love Cameron Dansler. Yeah. But um, you know, he is a rookie, and as as great as he was down the line,
1: second year so. player. He was a rookie last year. Cameron Dansler? Yeah, you said he was a rookie. La- or you said he was a rookie now.
0: No. Oh, yeah. So yeah, rookie <laughs> last year. But um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but either way, you know, he he still took his bumps and bruises for sure. He did yeah. improve but like ultimately the only way he's going to eventually kind of reach his potential is him just putting on size, which he has been doing, but like Breland is ready to go. And and a year with dancer on a rookie contract, they don't mind kind of having him take a step back to potentially take two steps forward in the future. Um, And yeah, I mean, Breland is, is pretty well established. And, you know, I, I thought with him being such a veteran that there was a drop off in his game, but, you know, his numbers continue to be steady throughout no, good, yeah. his career.
1: I think he had um surgery. I think he mentioned the other he had surgery on his shoulder, so that might have yeah. uh scared some teams off uh this off season. But yeah, I really like the addition of him. i I think I've wanted the Vikings to go after him ever since free agency started. So I was surprised that he was even still around um at this this point in the in the offseason. I think maybe he thought he might have got been able to get more money because he was, you know, part of the chiefs you know getting to they went to the super bowl yeah they got to the super bowl two years in a row Mm -hmm. so he's been a part of those teams and i you know i really like him being like i want to help the vikings get to the super bowl so it's always good to just have that mentality in there um it's kind of invaluable to uh to measure that like it feels like bringing someone in who's been to the super bowl twice um can add a lot to just the locker room in general to be like no you guys like just because we lost this game doesn't mean the season's over or anything like let's just get back on track. We can still pull things together and, and things like that. So I really like the addition. Um, so do you think that what I just mentioned is the fact that Breland was part of a Super Bowl winning roster makes him more valuable, or do you think he just maybe benefited benefited from the Chiefs having a ridiculously good offense?
0: Yeah, I think a little bit of both, obviously. Um but you know, it doesn't it doesn't change him on a on a play to play basis. Yeah. And you know, we have we have the deep analytics. We've seen where yeah. he excels and where he he might have some uh, soft spots in his coverage. But overall, you know, I think over his career, he's been a very team first guy. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of activity on social media with him wanting more money with the Chiefs and all that. But he understands he's a you know he's approaching like thirty years old. Yeah. If I'm correct, like yeah. he. Yeah. He's out of the prime of his career. He he missed that big money contract. Um, something about like he had like a cut on his foot when he went to like Jamaica and got some sort of infection. And the <laughs> the Panthers basically just like wiped the deal away.
1: Oh, and yeah. That's, I how do actually, that. that's
0: how he landed with the Packers for a season. Yeah. So he's you know, he's familiar with the NFC North. Yep. And yep. you know, the expectations of defense here are very much different to the AFC East. And just the fact that he's played in like both conferences um you know i think he he is a very like you know he's fine-tuned to the nfl in particular and just how competitive it can be
1: yeah i think he said the other day like he's never had like a coach like zimmer who's more like geared towards defense especially towards the dbs because i yep. I remember he was in washington obviously they had, they had jake rudin i think when he was there uh maybe mike shanahan for a little bit um and he went to Green Bay, so Mike McCarthy's there, and then he's with the Chiefs, and obviously Andy Reid's the head coach there. So it's just a different mindset for him, and um, I think maybe that could could benefit him and also benefit the Vikings. But speaking of cornerbacks, um, you know what is what has been your reaction just to the the addition of of Patrick Peterson so far to the Vikings? I don't know if you've seen some of his clips online, you know, guarding Thielen and. And take taking some time to talk to some of the the younger DBs, but um, you know what, what stuck out to you about Peterson so far in his short time with the Vikings? I'm I'm
0: surprised at how much he has kind of he's you know he's been he's been throwing shade at the Cardinals. Oh yeah, I'm I, and and you know I think that's a great thing. It's he's he's remotivated and yeah. it's it's a very fresh perspective for week him two. Yeah. Ended <laughs> up. Right. Exactly. No. And he's, he seems like he's really motivated. He, he kind of had a reality check the past two seasons and now he's joining Mike Zimmer. He knows exactly what Zimmer does with veteran cornerbacks. So he, he signed here, you know, with that idea in mind, Hey, I'm going to reinvent my game Mm -hmm. and this is where it gets done. And, you know, I think that's also Zimmer knows how to use these guys. The Cardinals might've been stuck in their ways, having him play so much press and man coverage. And so, you know, I think, I think to a degree, I'd like to see Dantzler in the mix, you know, outside with Peterson or uh, Breland, yep. and you know, like Peter, yeah, Peterson's not going to stick with DK Metcalf. We've all seen the highlights, no. but you know, he offers veteran experience and he's extremely smart. So you throw him in zone coverage, he's going to ball hawk. And you know, we got we have Peterson and Harrison Smith patrolling the the backfield now. It's going to be great.
1: Yeah, and you got Xavier Woods back there. I, people forget about him. He's mm-hmm. been in the league for a while. He's familiar with. The Vikings new DB coach, uh, who I think coached him in college when he was at Louisiana Tech. Um But yeah, you mentioned Peterson uh going after the Cardinals. I'm I've been covering some of the Cardinals recently for our, our card Cardinal site over here and and on fan sided and talking to some of the guys that write for that site, they do not like Patrick Peterson. like they're seeing all this stuff like, oh you big crybaby, like what happened? You know, you couldn't do well if you took PEDs and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, like <laughs> I didn't realize it was like that. I always thought like he was just appreciated and things just didn't work out like he was older. So they let him let him go. And I didn't realize that there was just like this kind of like maybe tumultuous relationship between him and the fan base. But I do remember him asking for a trade. So that might have been where, where things kind of started to unravel. Uh but it does seem like Larry Fitzgerald likes him, so maybe uh Pearson can be like, Hey Larry, come over come over here to to Minnesota. One more year. You know you're from here. Um now I mentioned earlier that Aaron Rodgers is not attending Packers Mandatory Minicamp. But the Vikings also have their own sort of holdout scenario going on with Daniil Hunter right now. I think the latest report I saw or I think he commented on this morning that it wasn't a report, it was just something he heard from someone else from behind the woods, under the tree. I don't know. <laughs> um, it was KSTP's Darren Wolfson who said that, you know, Hunter probably isn't expected to attend the Vikings' mandatory minicamp next week, which will subject him to fines. So what should
0: the Vikings do, Trevor? Should they pay Hunter or trade him? Um, They should... I mean, pay the man whatever you need to, right? I mean, I'm not saying go throw like a five-year extension at him after he signed yeah. a five-year contract, but find a way to work his contract, get him some more guaranteed money,
1: yep.
0: m- make him happy for this season, and have him prove it, basically. So I think they, they convert some signing bonuses, or some, yeah, some of his base salaries and signing bonuses, mm-hmm. just get him a little more money in his pocket because... You know, everyone was kind of calling out that, oh, the Vikings, they, you know, we paid him so much while he was injured. Well, mm-hmm. he still had per game bonuses that mm-hmm. he wasn't getting. And <laughs> I'm sure between not playing, working through recovery and just like not having a ton of money, I mean, relatively a ton of money compared <laughs> to his peers, yeah. you know, that kind of eats that guy who, who holds himself at a, in a very high regard. So work work the contract into his favor. Make him happy for the year and yeah. then renegotiate next off season and, you know, potentially lock him down. They yeah, the Vikings renegotiate Adam Thielen with two years left on his contract. So I think it's the best route to go, especially with these guys who are potentially franchise players that you want to yeah. lock down for long term. I
1: think it's interesting too because we've seen in the past where like maybe Mike Zimmer gets mad that someone's drawing attention away with a contract situation or something like that. And he hasn't really been like that with with hunter he's sort of been like you know he's he's doing his thing i don't really know i can't really comment on what's going on same thing i think with andre patterson today he was like you know i'm gonna keep what i know between me and daniel and things like that no one's going like remember i think it was adrian peterson was trying to maybe hold out for more money after he missed that entire year and zimmer Mm -hmm. was like well well he can either play here or he cannot play um and then you know Peterson showed up but we haven't really kind of heard any of that maybe it'll be different if he skips minicamp and, and Zimmer you know gets his grumpy self and it's like you know I'm not gonna talk about guys who aren't here um so um, yeah, I could, just, I could
0: I'm
1: just I'm curious I don't think he's gonna hold out I think the 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 key period of time is gonna be after minicamp and between training camp because once exactly. you get to training camp the fines start to be, I think, fifty thousand per mispractice, and I yeah, don't think. And
0: those have to be; those actually have to be paid directly to the team, right? These, these past fines are basically discretionary. The team yeah. can find them, you know, they can or they can work it around and, like, you know, take it off his salary right. if they want to. But yeah, with the with the CBA this year, uh, training camp, it is a, a fine that Hunter has to pay out of his pocket yeah. to the Vikings. Yeah. So, so if if the Vikings do find him any time before then. Frankly, I think Zimmer will be pissed. It'll it'll become yeah. a front office, like, you know, it is an us versus them type of thing. And I think Zimmer and Patterson are fully on Hunter's side. They well, want
1: him. They are. I think Anthony Barr is probably a bunch of other players that have been there. Yep. Uh, Eric Hendricks and stuff like that.
0: Um, and then, I'm
1: trying to think that period, I feel like if Hunter doesn't get paid or something doesn't get worked out maybe by the end of June, I'm curious to see if he tries to or his agent or something throws out like, you know, we want to be traded because, you know, they don't want to they want to be traded before training camp starts so they can avoid that that fifty thousand dollar fine range. So it's gonna be uh pretty interesting. And then you know maybe he'll just throw everything off and show up next week. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I um. don't know.
0: It's it's uh <laughs> again, it's a dicey situation when it comes to like the you know like daniel Hunter has just as much impact yeah. On, I mean, I won't say just as much impact as Aaron Rodgers, but the Daniil Hunter situation, Aaron Rodgers situation, are like the two biggest developments right now. Yeah. In the NFC North, and it's going to have a ton of sway on on you know who wins the crown this year.
1: For sure. And then you know the Lions are just like we got Jared Goff, so we're good. <laughs> um, just felt like picking on the Lions again. All right. So I don't know if you saw this, but the other day on NFL Network, Adidi Kinkabwala shared her top five receiving duos heading into next season and it did not include Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. She has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin at number one, Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley at number two, uh, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown at number three, D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Locke at number four, and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods at number five. Um, okay, so does the Vikings receiving duo deserve to be on this list? And if they do, where do you rank them?
0: they absolutely deserve to be on the list um <laughs> okay. I, I had i had to hold in my laugh the stefan diggs and cole like stefan diggs is great he's know, great all that aside but cole beasley no you no know, and he got he got an all pro mention last year cole beasley yes he was a second team. he got one vote second team all pro and yeah i i think <laughs> someone someone like, has he had a thousand All-Pro
1: yards against. receiving I, I think I, I think he I think he had over a thousand like just just made it and maybe that's why people are like oh wow he did great and it's like um, <laughs>
0: yeah so that that is my that is my biggest gripe with her list um,
1: you it know feels like she just forgot a lot of people there's I saw I what so Keyshawn too. Johnsons he released one today earlier um, and he had uh, like the duo from the Cowboys with Ceedee Lamb and Mark Cooper if you forget about the Browns they got Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham mm-hmm. like. Yeah, uh, Beasley didn't even have a 1,000 yards last year. He had 967
0: yeah. yards and four touchdowns. What? Get he out got of here. One, he got one all-pro vote, and someone at Pro Football Focus, because I there was some off-season drama with him for a second. It was some totally un, like, unrelated football. Oh, I know what
1: it was, made. but yeah.
0: And uh, <laughs> and someone at Pro Football Focus was just like, this is what happens when you hand out like all-pro votes to mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. who aren't deserving. Like, I
1: did see a picture of him the other day. I think from their mini camp that he's missing a front tooth, so I was like, oh, that's uh <laughs> interesting.
0: That it's a good look. He didn't. looks like a hockey player, frankly. He does. I mean in Buffalo, so he
1: fits he fits in there. But oh, yeah. but yeah, like no yeah, Justin so. Jefferson and Adam Thielen combined for twenty one touchdowns last year, which is more than any of the, the combos on this list. I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin had twenty. And in an
0: offense that yeah. barely throws the ball compared right? To teams. <laughs> It's absurd. I you know I I think Jefferson and Thielen they probably slot in my opinion they slot in two or three, um mm-hmm. yeah. yeah number two or number three for sure just based on if we're just going to look at production last year, we can yeah. we can go over yeah. prospects like this is fantasy football all, all over again and and every single team's top two wide receivers are you know top five studs but right. I think you know, it's four, just last year's
1: production. Her predictions are four twenty one, so she's assu- guessing I. Like, I'm guessing that she thinks Cole Beasley is going to break out and have this crazy <laughs> year and like his 10th year in the league. Um, and then Julio Jones and AJ Brown are going to become this amazing duo, which they could possibly. Um, and then, you know, Cooper cup and Robert Woods are just going to be like this amazing duo that no one can stop. I know, I know they're good. I know they, but they're not, are they top five receiving duo in the league? Good, like better than Jefferson and, Dylan, Matthew I
0: Stafford's gonna unlock their potential, like he did <sighs> every other receiver, I, not named Calvin Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> like. yes, thank you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what they have, Marvin Jones and uh, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. Yeah. How that? How that go? Not, not, not <laughs> very well. Uh, that'll do it for today's show. Um, Trevor, where can people follow you on Twitter?
0: Um, you can find me at Trevor T R E V O R D squire s q u i r e um you can also find heavy on vikings on facebook um all of our content is going there we got a lot of videos and uh you know a lot of fun stuff coming up in the off season at least we're 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 trying to make it fun for everyone but right yeah. now it's a little on edge of course coming
1: into the the rough months for yep. for everybody for sure you know training camp will be here before we know it mm-hmm. um but yeah thanks again for coming on uh make sure to follow the viking age on twitter and facebook subscribe to this podcast on the apple podcast app spotify wherever you get your podcasts but until next time we will talk to you later